Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living A Course in Miracles. This is Season 3, and it's called The Course. Episode 7, Justice, Transition, Symbols, and Fear. Welcome back. I've received a lot of feedback about the last episode, more specifically about specialness. Our attachment to and this world perspective on body identification is a difficult concept for people to absorb. I completely understand. It has taken me years to accept and to nurture this idea. I know I will still struggle with loss in my life. That's okay, though. We are not asked to change this perspective overnight. We are being asked to consider it and to awaken our spirits and remember who we truly are and where we are. If we can accept that we are eternal beings and that there is no beginning and no ending, And we are halfway there. So let's start there. Justice. When I hear this word, the first thing that comes to mind is a movie I've watched numerous times. It's called The Shack. It is based on a book by a Canadian author named William P. Young. There's a scene in the movie where the main character, Mac, meets Wisdom. Interestingly, Wisdom is a woman. And the Book of Wisdom is found in the Old Testament. Mac meets Wisdom, and she reminds him how much he has judged everybody and everything in his world. She offers her seat and tells him he can be the judge. She puts him in a no-win situation where she asks him to choose which of his two living children will he condemn to hell. He must choose one. He tells wisdom he cannot choose one. He says over and over, it isn't fair and I can't. Then he says, take me, I'll go instead of them. Wisdom then says, quote, Mackenzie, you have judged your children worthy of love, even if it costs you everything. Now you know Papa's heart, end quote. Papa, in this movie, <clears throat> is God. Justice is this concept that we must hold people accountable for their sins. Justice here means punishment and accountability. But not our accountability. It is our enforcement of others' accountability. It is our carrying out of that punishment to those we deem need it. I'm not talking about a justice system. I'm referring to our need to judge and condemn others because of what they do or say not complying with our ideas or beliefs. We decide who is guilty, wrong, unworthy, and unacceptable. We do it by prejudice, influence, privilege, bias, closed minds, and hearts. God knows justice because he is wholly fair to everyone. Quote, to be just is to be fair and not be vengeful. Fairness and vengeance are impossible for each one contradicts the other and denies that it is real, end quote. Justice has taken on the meaning of vengeance in this world. Yet God's only justice is fairness. He will treat us all the same and as one, holy and fully a part of him. No exceptions. No matter what you think you did or how much you have hurt or condemned others, we will all be treated the same. That is justice. There's a paragraph in chapter 25. I'd like to quote a little bit of it. Justice like love, fear, and truth are based on our perceptions. Here's the quote. Quote, 
Perception is a choice of what you want yourself to be, the world you want to live in, and the state in which you think your mind will be content and satisfied, end quote. It's important to note that it states it is what you think your mind will be content and satisfied with. It continues with, quote, it, still meaning perception, chooses where you think your safety lies at your decision. It reveals yourself to you as you would have you be. End quote. This is saying that you decide you. You've been given the free will and the ability to change you into whatever you want to be. This is not difficult and by no means based on a time frame. Perception is a choice and it can be changed, modified, and altered at any point in time and space. We can do this as we see fit. We can do this right now in this moment. The next topic is transition. Transitioning from wrong-minded thinking to right-minded thinking takes little time but requires a desire to let go of what you once thought to be true. In transition comes a refocus. Transition is change, a change from one state or position to another. Any shift in perception or change requires the desire and commitment to do so. This world is complex and chaotic. God's world is simple and easy. All God knows is one. Quote, anything in this world that you believe is good and valuable and worth striving for can hurt you and will do so. Not because it has the power to hurt, but just because you have deemed it is an illusion and made it real. Sorry, you've denied that it is an illusion and made it real and it is real to you, end quote. It will be difficult to transition from the way you think now to the way God wants us to think. He wants us all back in the sonship as one and connected to our Father. There are some important things to remember about how we get there. First, that healing requires you to let go of things we once thought of as part of who we are. Separation is a sickness we cannot get away from. As long as we see ourselves as separate, then healing will not begin. Guilt requires punishment and it is given out as we see fit. Feeling guilty about the past or handing out guilt as a way of controlling others only keeps us in the past. That perception and knowledge are not the same thing. Perception is the perspective we have taken on in this life. Truth is what this is really all about. Sin does not exist. Sin implies no correction is possible and condemnation is the only punishment. We make errors and errors can be corrected and changed, just like us. Forgiveness clears the slate and opens us up to our oneness with one another. If we cannot forgive, then we make ourselves stuck. We get stuck in a reality that is so far from heaven as we could possibly go. Cause and effect are not separate, but one. God created us as part of him, and therefore what we do affects him. He is our source. He is our home. There is no such thing as future happiness. Time has no relationship with happiness. Happiness can only occur in this moment 
when time is suspended and joy and love are felt in their truest form. Now, right now, is the only place where happiness, peace, and joy reside. As soon as we let go of the past and future, it'll be ours. Justice and fairness are resolved from within. You will not find it in this world. It is futile to think that you can, and while you get lost in this translation, so will your will and desire to see an alternative. The Holy Spirit is the light in this darkness. She is our way out and our way back to where we came from. We need to move past all this illusion and find strength in living in this moment. The place where everything begins and makes sense and this life's purpose is exposed. The next topic is symbols. We have placed so much emphasis on symbols. The crucifixion has the cross. Power and wealth. Sorry, power has wealth and judgment. Weakness is seen as frailty and nothingness. Death has the grim reaper, darkness and hell. We have created oxymorons to confuse our ourselves further on what things truly are. The book refers to them as double concepts. We say stuff like he has weakened power or that she has hateful love. The best one is a living dead. We have run interference on what is real. We think that what we see and do is real and therefore what life must be. We block our view of the salvation that lies before us Then, if somehow it presents itself, despite our attempts to ignore it, we say, this cannot be. Reality itself is misunderstood. We think that this life is real. What interferes with the awareness of reality is the belief that there is something there. (laughs) Nothingness and emptiness has been interpreted as a loss and abandonment. This is so far from the truth as we could possibly go. That is a perfect example of the reality we created. I have another quote from the book. Quote, as nothingness cannot be pictured, so there is no symbol for totality. So totality, end quote. Oh, sorry, another quote. Reality is ultimately known without a form, unpictured and unseen, end quote. The nothingness and emptiness should be seen as a blip or interval in time that is an invitation to enter the reality God has created for us. Whatever we leave as vacant, God will fill. Where God is, truth lives. The book has stated repetitively that reality is where God lives in the eternal life he created. We use the word reality for this world. We have mistakenly used the wrong word. This life is an illusion. This was created by us for us. God did not do this. The sooner we can get our heads around that, then the transition to salvation and this life's purpose becomes clear and open for our understanding. The last topic in this episode is fear. I don't want to talk about what fear is. I think we are all quite clear on what it is and how debilitating it is. What I'd like to focus on here is what fear is not. Quote, 
Memory, like perception, is a skill made up by you to take the place of what God gave you in your creation. And like all things you made, it can be used to serve another purpose and to be the means for something else. It can be used to heal and not to hurt, if you so wish it to be. End quote. The past holds some of us prisoners, and we are also the wardens. Memory can hold the past against the now. Here's another quote from the book. Quote, How instantly the memory of God arises in the mind that has no fear to keep the memory away. Its own remembering has gone. There is no past to keep its fearful image in the way of glad awakening to the present peace. End quote. Present moment peace and awareness of love's presence facilitates the departure of fear. Live in constant fear of sickness and disease, and you will condemn yourself to sickness and disease. The power of our mind and the will and our will is greatly underestimated and not fully realized. What if all of this is a dream and we have not awakened from it yet? The book says that all of this life is. If we can accept and deal with the illusions we created, then no one is afraid when we understand and accept that we made it all up. The mind can release everything from the perceptions and misunderstandings we cling to. The body will be released of all its wrongdoings when the mind acknowledges that, quote, this is not done to me, but I am choosing this, end quote. This acceptance allows the mind to make another choice. Here's another quote from the book. Quote, beginning here, salvation will proceed to change the course of every step in the, in the descent to separation until all the steps have been retraced, the latter gone, and all the dreaming of the world undone, end quote. Fear does not live in the now. Its presence is in our dreams, in our memories of the past, and our fear of the unknown future. It is not real. Fear disappears when you accept the truth and live in this moment only. I've quoted a lot from the book on this topic, as I feel those words best explain what I'm trying to say. I'm going to end this topic with one last quote from the book. Quote, Be not afraid, my child, but let your world be gently lit by miracles. And where the little gap was seen to stand between you and your brother, join him there. And so, Sickness will now be seen without a cause. The dream of healing and forgiveness lies and gently shows you that you never sinned. The miracle would leave no proof of guilt to bring you witness to what never was. End quote. Salvation is simply the return to what is real. It is saving ourselves from ourselves. Our oneness and unity and our collective strength and fulfillment of our true purpose. We are forever safe with our Father, and He resides in us now and always. Fear was built and formed as we moved further away from one another. Love is strengthened and nurtured the closer we get to one another. This is so simple. With an open mind and spirit, we can return to what was. 
Okay, so um, this is the end of this episode. I would like to tell you that I have attached my email to the episodes on the um, podcast host sites so you can find my email. I'd like to say thank you for listening. In two weeks, I will upload episode eight, which is Awakening, A New Beginning, and The Final Vision. That'll be on August 23rd, and that will be the last episode in this series. I will begin the next series, which is called The Journey, on Sunday, September 6th. So remember, this is our journey. Let us keep finding our way. Live in this moment. It's the only one that matters. Love always, Denise.